Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball. Episode 83, Toby Altizer, Grant Paulson. Well, why don't we begin with the really strange Steven Strasburg news, uh, news, Toby, and that is that Stras, who was scheduled to have met with the media, had a press conference on Saturday at 2.30, is not going to take part in a press conference. There won't be one. There won't be a ceremony. Now there's some mixed reporting on whether his jersey was going to be retired or it wasn't. Bottom line, nothing's happening at the ballpark because – According to reports from Britt Giroli, Jesse Dockery, among others, there is now an issue between the team, probably ownership, and Strasburg over it sounds like how much money he's going to be paid of the $105 million that remains. Regardless, though, they're trying to iron out some details. Seemed like that had already happened, but apparently it hasn't. And now there's no ceremony. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about this before where we'd heard reports that apparently he was going to get all the cash, but he was retiring early before the deal was done. So we're thinking that maybe there was a way that they could get some cash back. And now, you know, we're getting all types of reports because we saw the reports that said that he was going to be owed all the money. And then it seemed like we've seen some reports. And even when Mike Rizzo was on with the junkies, he gave an answer that basically said he was going to get his money until he decided what his future would hold, which we all, all understand he's going to retire. Like, I think that's the number one thing we need to take away from this. Like it's a, it's obviously going to be weird stuff going on over the next couple of weeks. And while we try to figure out this contract situation, everything, but Strasburg's not going to come back and pitch like he's, he's done. They're trying to figure out this contract thing though, because we've seen both sides of it. Like we've seen like, Oh, he was going to get all the money. Now maybe there's a way that they could get some back. And I'd understand if this were something that, you know, they would keep going back and forth on, but then why would you, they never officially scheduled a press conference. The nationals never put anything out there, but we had reports. So then why in the world were we getting those sorts of reports? Why was it even something that was getting out to us and getting out to the media when they hadn't ironed it out yet? I mean, it's something that they basically, I guess, set themselves a deadline where they'd kind of plan to do it this Saturday. 
and they were thinking, okay, we'll get it ironed out by then. Well, and let so me maybe... jump in real quick on that because I got a couple nuggets. Number one, they had started to get the word out, I would say, behind the scenes to the media this week sure. that there was a press conference coming on Saturday. In other words, people that carry the press conference and who are going to be involved were being told Saturday, 2.30. It just hadn't been announced publicly yet, but it was set. It was ready. I mean, there was a press conference plan. So that's the first thing. The other thing is I have talked to someone who said that Strasburg was preparing for the press conference. He knew about it. I know he's in town because I saw a video uh, and pictures of him at a Morgan Wallen concert with a bunch of Nats and Caps players from the last several years who went together uh, to the concert that TJ Ocean, his wife, had posted on some party bus. So Strauss has been here. I don't know if he lives here full-time still or if he just came back this week to do that and to have this press conference. But I, I will just say that supposedly he had agreed to and was expecting to be a part of a press conference. There was also, from the team side, from what I have heard, uh, the normal way of going about letting everyone know there was going to be a press conference on Saturday to get everyone's ducks in a row. Because the way it works is you're, you're not just going to kind of announce at noon, hey, we have a press conference at 2.30. Like you need, if you want TV cameras there, if you want uh, television to carry it, whatever, like you need to start disseminating that information. So to my knowledge, they were doing that. So it was on and then it was off. The Giroli report, I'm sure you saw, is the one that gives me the most, I would say, anxiety about what's going on, maybe is the way to put it. Um, I, I can say that I've corroborated and can confirm, at least on the Strasburg side of this conversation, that the way that I think Strauss feels, and I haven't talked directly to him, is that the team came to him and said, we're going to pay you the remaining $105 million that we owe you after this season. Why don't you retire? And he decided that he was willing to do that. They're going to pay me. I'm going to retire. And somehow the terms have changed. Now, I haven't heard back from the team. I don't exactly know what their stance is, if they agree or disagree with that reporting. But here's, I'm going to read the Giroli tweet for you. She said, it was the Nationals who approached Strasburg about retiring and paying him the full amount of his contract, sources briefed on the matter say the team wants to change the terms. Meaning what I heard, they went to him. They said, hey, we're going to pay you $105 bucks. We'll pay you the remainder of the contract if you're willing to retire. Because the way it's been described to me is there's like no mystery here. There's not a chance he's pitching again. The Nats know that, and he knows that. So I think their point, Toby, was like, What's with the charade? You know, it's a it's a very negative thing right now when people say Strasburg's eating up all this money and he's never going to pitch again. He's not going to come back. You can kind of spin that narrative on its face if you retire his jersey and you have a press conference and you play a bunch of World Series highlights. And now it's just the injury ate his career apart, uh, ruined everything, but he retired. And, and now instead of every time he comes up, it's, you know, when's the last time he pitched? Is he ever going to pitch again? You've spun the narrative. So I think that's kind of why they wanted to move this thing forward. The question is, if Pritchard and what I'm hearing is right, like what changed and why were they willing to do it? And now they're not, if that's true. Yeah, my thing is, I don't necessarily have an issue with the Nationals saying, hey, we'd like to have some cash back. But then why would you agree to that deal in the first place? Or it sounds like, why would you even approach Strasburg with that deal in the first place? Because 
obviously you don't want to have to pay all of it out. And if you're Steven Strasburg, I think you already understand you're not pitching again. And the only way that maybe you were going to get all that cash you'd assume was, all right, I have to keep going through this farce where I'm supposedly trying to get back. But right now, all I'm really doing is just sitting at home and not doing a whole lot of anything because I need this to heal and not even to pitch again, but just to be a normal human being again, where I can use my right arm. And so I don't think he was ever planning to, but maybe he would have just continued doing the thing where he's, trying to ramp back up, but we all know that it just wasn't going to happen. And so, you know, we've said all of our nice things about Strasburg and all these things because we just assumed it was done. But now, you know, the Nationals, if they're going back on their word, it's just a horrendous look for them. If that's something that's true, where they walked up and said, hey, here's your deal, which is a deal that if you're Steven Strasburg is perfect because I wasn't going to pitch again anyways. I don't need to continue to act like I'm trying to come back to get my money. And I earned it. You know, he was a World Series MVP, so I don't think you can question that. Obviously, the contract sucks for Nationals fans and for the Nats themselves. But at the same point, he feels he earned it, and rightfully so. And so if you're Strasburg, you're obviously going to take it. And then for you to come back on all of that, not only have I done a lot for your organization, but then you come out after you've already promised me you'd pay it, and I could basically walk away a hero still and walk away with my cash because, like you said, they could flip the narrative a little bit. And then they're going to walk back on that? Like, that can't feel good for Steven Strasburg because this is a guy that is given so much, and I understand there's pros and cons on both sides of this thing, but it's just a terrible look for the Nationals if that really is true and that's what's going on. So let's assume for a second that they did go to Strasburg, tell him they want to pay the whole $105 million, ask him to retire, said let's move forward with the ceremony. He agreed to the terms. They set a date when he would be in D.C. and be willing to do it. Okay, that basically the Giroli report. Let's just assume that that's correct. We, we can look at the other side of it in a minute. To me, there's only really two reasons how we got here then that they changed their mind, right? One way would be that Major League Baseball, whether that be, I'm going to say, the commissioner's office or other owners went to the learners or somebody and said, no, don't do this. You guys can't have a guy retire and pay him all the money left on his deal. That sets a really awful precedent. If you think about it, when you retire, you walk away, correct? So in sports, when someone retires, they are forfeiting what's left on their deal. But normally, mutually, they get together with the team and they work out some portion of that money, like a settlement, that, that they get paid. And so that was kind of what I thought would happen with Strasburg initially. When I heard and saw the, the Post story several weeks ago that he would be announcing his retirement, there was nothing in the story about how much money he was going to be owed. It wasn't really until Nightingale, I think, Bob Nightingale of USA Today came out and said that he was going to get all the money, that we heard anything about what was going to happen with the remaining 105 mil over three years, plus whatever prorated version he's owed the rest of this season. But all that having been said, what is common, I would say, you tell me if you disagree with this, Tobe, I think what's normal is that in that situation, the player and the team say, okay, if you kept playing, you'd get 105. In this case, if you just kept, quote unquote, rehabbing and pretending you could come back, I don't mean that nefariously, but if you just kind of went through the motions and did this dance for three more years, you could keep cash and checks. Why don't we give you 75 mil? You let us out of 30 million and we'll shake hands and call a day, have a presser and we'll reminisce about how amazing you were. Like something like that. When it was announced, he would get paid everything. 
by Nightingale initially. That surprised me. But if they really told him that and are now backtracking, I would imagine it's possible that either the commissioner's office and or other owners or someone involved in you know just spending on players kind of said, you're screwing us over. Not to mention it's an ownership group that right now is, is in some hot water with just not spending within their own fan base and some of their decision-making. They're trying to sell. So if I'm someone who owns a team and plans on being an owner for the long haul, I don't want them as one of their last acts just paying out this guy that they had a great relationship with and setting this new precedent. So in a couple of years when my starter, who's got four years left at $100 million, says, oh, Strasburg got it. Well, I won you a World Series. Do it for me. So that is one possibility. Um, so think about that for a second. The other would be, and I think it's one of these two things, they just decided along the way somewhere, actually, we're pinching pennies everywhere. We're blowing out scouts. We're downsizing front office staff. We're haggling with Mike Rizzo over his contract. These are all things I'm speculating, but reading between the leaves on, right? But we're doing all these things. We're counting cups, and we're, we're choosing the cheaper napkins, right? And yet we're just going to hand this guy $105 million? Wait a second. Let's get some of this money back. We don't have to give him all 105 And they just kind of had a change of heart. To me, that's not as realistic as the first one. But I, I've been racking my brain all day. Those are the two things I've come up with if this story's true. And at some point several weeks ago, they told him they'd pay him, and now they're not willing to. Yeah, it's interesting because I think it might be a combination of both, honestly. I think that both of those are really good because, like you said, it, you don't want to set a precedent where some dude signs a huge contract, which baseball contracts get outrageously big. And so think of a guy like – you know, a Bryce Harper or a Manny Machado or, you know, one of these pitchers like a Strasburg that gets a lot of money and they're getting 30 million a year and they've got three years left. And they're like, well, you know, I'm at the end of it. I'm, you know, I'm 40 years old or something around there. It's time to call it quits. Are they just expected to get the 90 million? And it'd be interesting to consider, even if it's not something that has to deal with an injury, like obviously with Strasburg, he would love to still be out on the mound, but he just physically cannot do it. What if someone gets a little bit older and they can still play? It's not like they can play every day in the outfield like they once did, but they can still play. Are they still owed their entire contract? So I think it's interesting because you would think that just the general way that you would think is common sense as humans is I'm going to retire. Like you said, I, you owe the 105. Maybe the Nationals come and say, hey, we'll pay you 60. And your agent comes back and say, hey, make it 80 and we're good. And they come back and say 70 and shake hands and it's done. You know, those simple negotiations that you do all the time, you would think it'd be something along those lines, obviously more complicated because of the numbers, but something along those lines. And then you think about it with the Nationals, like how they are pinching pennies. You know, if it's something where they could save $30 million, and let's be honest, the Rizzo thing, if it's held up because of money, it's not $30 million worth. It's a couple million here or there every year. Like, it's not something that's huge like that. And so if they're pinching pennies like that and they're moving on, and, you know, from the reports we were talking about where scouts are getting fired, we obviously talked about Tapuglia, and hearing your conversation with Britt Giroli, is it something where they're just completely moving on from these guys? Because your first assumption is, okay, they're moving on from these guys and they're going to bring people in to replace it to try over and see if they, you know, new people can do a better job. But from the sound of it, there's a possibility that they're getting rid of these people and not re replacing them. And if that's the case, then I think your second point there does make a little bit of sense because even saving maybe even just 15 or 
20 million with it. That could pay for Mike Rizzo. That could pay for some of these things. And it can help out the learners when they're looking at every single penny that they're making and like, man, (laughs) we need to either sell this thing really quickly or because we're not doing so well. So it's, it's a very interesting thing because so much of this stuff is just odd. It was such a nice season for this Nationals team, and now we're kind of mired in something that we've dealt with with another team in town for so long. Yeah, it's it's super frustrating. And this week has been uh, somewhere between infuriating and a disaster <laughs> at a front yeah. office level. I would say we'll get into some of the other details. You mentioned the Giroli interview. Let's actually, it's very short. It's from our... Uh, like our Beltway Blitz segments, a little four- and five-minute interviews, basically, that we do every day on the show on Grant and Danny in D.C. We'll put that at the uh, end of this podcast. Um, so you'll hear from Jacob Young, the outstanding, young, speedy outfielder who I have a man crush on and just love so much. Uh, and then you'll hear from Rich Giroli uh, and some of the things that Toby just referenced. But, yeah, it's been somewhere between, like, really infuriating to just a complete disaster this week uh, at the front office level. We'll get to some of the other reasons why. But the other side of this, I'm trying to present maybe the team-friendly version after what I just said was, I think, Strasburg's side, but the side I believe for the record. Like, it's hard for me to take the side of the learners at this point. While they're uh, not giving Rizzo an extension, it doesn't appear. While Johnny DePuglia is resigning. While scouts are being fired. While they're cutting back spending pretty massively from what we can see. Now, supposedly... Strasburg's camp is saying, uh, you told us one thing and you're doing another. I'm going to probably assume that there's some smoke to that fire with everything going on. But the other side could be, and I think whereas Giroli clearly is reporting and getting intel from the, you know, the straw side, maybe Jesse Doherty's report today from the post that provided some important clarity is a little more nationals friendly may have come from their side of things. He said, this has been brewing since the start of the week. The Nationals in Strasburg are still hammering out details of his retirement terms, so an official announcement will come at a later date. Strasburg's plans have not changed. Translation, Strasburg is still retiring. The big difference there in terms of diction and just the words he's choosing to use, Bricciaroli said, the Nats okie-doked him. They told him one thing, and now they're doing another. They've changed course, whereas Jesse is making it sound like the team and the player are still hammering out details as if this has been this ongoing process. They thought maybe they'd have it done by now, but they don't. They haven't quite agreed on the number and that this has been, you know, this extensive conversation. The only thing I would say to that is I've been around the Scott Boris crew for a long, long time. I have a hard time believing weeks ago because that date of September 9th, like we've been hearing about that since when that first post story came out that he would be at the ballpark then. And that's when he would, would announce it or whatever. Why would they have agreed to that? If they hadn't yet agreed to how much money he was getting, you get what I'm asking. And maybe it's rhetorical, but my, my question, I guess said clearly and better is Boris deals with billions of dollars worth of baseball money. Like this ain't his first rodeo. I don't think that he is just going to go, oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll hammer out the details. It's only $105 million. No big deal. Uh, let's have the press conference on September 9th. And in the meantime, you know, we'll iron it all out. I just don't think that's how he works. I think that they get deals done and, and they they put pen to paper and the ink dries and then they they do the presser. Like, you're not having a Dylan Cruz press conference before the guy signs. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it is possible, I suppose, 
that maybe this isn't as nefarious as it seems from the ownership side of things or, or the net side of things. Uh, I, I don't think the learners are bad people. I think they love Steven Strasburg. I think they've been really good to Steven Strasburg. I mean, the, the contract they gave him looks asinine in, in the rearview mirror, but they loved him a lot and they thought he meant a lot to the organization. So they gave him kind of the lifetime achievement deal. So you'd like to think that this was maybe a misunderstanding more than them saying one thing and doing another. But uh, that's the other possibility. Those are the two sides. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's who approached who. You know, maybe the Nationals approached Strasburg, like we hear from Giroli, and that would assume that you're probably going to pay him a little bit more because you're, you know, basically saying, hey, man, I mean, let's be honest here. And so maybe you're going to pay him. Like, if they fully said the 100, maybe it's not as cutthroat as basically saying, like, hey, we're going to pay you the 105 and then coming back, you know, 10 days later, two weeks later, a month later and saying, hey, can we cut that down to 75? Maybe it is something where they're like, you know, Stephen, like we look around the business right now and we'd love to do this. But the way things are going right now, realistically, we probably can't do the 105. Is there a way we can reconsider? And maybe it's just something as simple as that. Who knows? Maybe it's just a conversation behind closed doors. And ultimately, maybe Strasburg's like, yeah, we can reconsider, but let's push back a date. Maybe let's not go out there on September 9th. Let's figure out exactly what we're doing here. Maybe it's something as simple as that and we're overblowing it. I don't think that's the case. I think that there's maybe some more going on here, but maybe from the team side, Strasburg approaches the team and says all this stuff and says that he's probably going to be done. And maybe there was a understanding, but not a full understanding of how much he was going to get. I mean, it's just so confusing, Grant, because it seems like, like what you said, you don't set a date for September 9th for a press conference for all of us to know. And like you said, people were starting to know. Maybe it hadn't been put out publicly, but right. you know, we, we understood what was going to happen. I was supposed to be working on Saturday running the board, and we understood that on 1067 The Fan, we were going to take Steven Strasburg's press conference live. Like We knew the details of it, even if it hadn't gotten out on Nationals Twitter or something like that. So it was something that was going around. Why would that be something that was agreed to if the contract terms weren't agreed to? Was there something that just happened in the last couple of days too? Like it just, it's a really weird thing. Cause I don't think, like you said, I don't think Boris would set this timeline and agree to it basically as a deadline. Cause sometimes, you know, maybe you'd set something like, Hey, we got to figure it out by this point and then we'll be good to go, but we can go ahead and schedule this. And that'll be kind of our deadline where we got to get this stuff done. I don't think they would do that in this situation. Cause if nothing else, they don't even have to do something like this in the season. Like if they wanted to say Strauss is done, you know, at the end of October or something like that, like it's something they could do at any point, even if they wanted to do it in spring training next year. Like I think we all understood where Strauss is. So this isn't something that's shocking to any of us. It's maybe frustrating and sad to see it all done like that. But 
we all understood Strasburg was done. So why did they put a deadline on themselves if they weren't clearly done? So it's it feels like there has to be some smoke with the fire that the Nationals promised something and now want to rescind a little it, bit of that. It's just the confusion is obvious, right? I mean, one way or the other, they planned something that's not happening. Like, when's the last time that a retirement press conference that was scheduled isn't taking place? You know what I mean? Like, that did, either his flight got canceled and he wasn't able to make it, or that doesn't happen. Like, it's it, are you doing it that day or you're not? And now they're not. So... Very, very strange. The first time my antenna went up for what it's worth, Rizzo was on with the Junkies on Wednesday on 106.7 The Fan, and they asked him uh, about Strauss and and kind of the the money left on the deal. And you want to talk about good timing here. Uh, He said something to it. I wrote this down. Uh, I'll read this quote. He signed a seven-year deal. He's got three and a half years left on the deal, and he'll get paid for those four years on the deal until – he makes a decision on what his future is going to be. That struck me as very odd because the post story was he has decided to retire. He has informed the team. He has informed people. That's his decision. Like what, what other decision is there? So when Rizzo said until he basically makes up his mind on if he's retiring is how I took that. That was really strange. Cause I was like, I thought we were way past that. That was weeks ago. There's a press conference this week. What do you mean? And now, of course, we know that there isn't a press conference and that, quote unquote, the team and the player haven't really agreed yet. So that was kind of the first time for me that uh, I was kind of curious about what was going on. Now, speaking of Rizzo in that interview, the junkies did ask him if he plans on being back next year. He said he does. He said uh, when asked if he wants to be back. Oh, definitely. This has been my home for 17 years. I've been here since 2006 on and plan on being here for a long time beyond that. I was talking to somebody with the organization about Rizzo, and they said he's made it very clear to people that he wants to win another championship, that he thinks the rebuild over the last couple of years has gone well enough that you know they're on the precipice of really returning some of those results, and he wants to be here to try to make another run. So I, I don't doubt for a second that he would like to be here. I still think he will be here, but we have been doing shows for – what a month since Davey got his extension almost and Rizzo still doesn't have his. And now this is amid the turmoil of maybe his top right-hand man and legitimately his closest friend, perhaps in the organization in Johnny DePuglia resigning this week. So it's just hard to not think that those two things are connected, that Rizzo's seemingly fighting and scratching, clawing for the contract he wants and that DePuglia resigns. And that's all on top of the fact that as we record this on Thursday, so yesterday on Wednesday, we found out that double digit, 10 plus, I've heard as many as 15 scouts and staffers within the organization have uh, been blown out or, or you know removed from their posts and the team's moving on from them. What we can't quite say yet is, is this downsizing? Is it cost cutting? Are they just getting rid of these jobs? Are they going to replace all these people? Because my first thought was, honestly, that they were just getting rid of those staffers, mostly their, their pro scouts, although I'd say those guys have done a really good job compared to you know other areas of the team. The, the pro operation and who they trade for and who they bring in and, and that type of thing has kind of been a success. Having said that, as I look at it, Toby, you know, I thought, well, maybe they're just making some major changes. Maybe they're telling Rizzo, look, we'll give you your deal. You've earned it. 
but you've had a lot of people around for a long time, and we want to kind of get our hands in on this and make some changes. The same way, if you remember, with like Davey Martinez and his coaching staff at one point, like he was the manager, but they kind of dictated some terms, and eventually he won them over, and he got to bring in Jim Hickey and and all his guys that he, he worked with in the past. So part of me wondered, well, maybe they're just they're blowing these guys out and they're bringing new people in. But Britt Chiroli, and you'll hear the interview that you referenced, kind of said today in her reporting, she's hearing they're they're just downsizing and cutting some some staff and and trimming the department fat, so to speak. But remember why that the staff got bigger? Like a couple of years ago, they basically said, and I think that by the way, people in this organization who are high ranking have been begging for more resources from what I could tell for a long, long time in a lot of areas. So they finally added to a lot of these, you know, areas of the departments. And they said that, you know, the player development or the, the draft hadn't been good enough. And we talk about the results all the time. They weren't. So what's happened in the last couple of years that's gotten better. Look at what the, the early returns from this draft class are with Pinkney and, and Morales and Cruz and some of the guys they've got. Uh, look at the last two years in the minor league system, how guys like Brady House are developing, let alone all the guys they acquired via trade. But that was because I think to some extent, like they spent more and they got to a bigger and spent on the right things. And now they're downsizing again, potentially like that is a really tough thing to hear if you're a Nats fan. So I hope that's wrong. I really do. I, I hope they end up with the exact same number of people. And if they're just moving on and bringing in new people, fine. But my my God, man, if they're going back to like bare bonesing it and just trying to to downsize departments after you just got the result you were hoping for when you beefed things up, like what are we doing here? Yeah, it's concerning because to me, this is all speculation. What we've basically done this entire show because who knows, Strasburg maybe comes in and retires next year, and his numbers retired on. Who knows? June eighth of next year or something like that. Just I, I think that's happening. By the cool. way, if, maybe it's later in September. He will retire. They'll retire his exactly. Jersey. I'm not worried about that. And so I think you know that's going to happen. Ultimately, we both agree that we think Mike Rizzo's back. You know, maybe down the road they instead of just completely eliminating positions on the scouting department, maybe they are going to hire those people back again. It's all speculation. But the reason it's concerning to me is. This would have been acceptable with another team in town. I think we know what other team we're talking about. And there was a sale going on. And if that would have happened under the previous regime and there's things going on and they're trying to figure things out with the new sale and maybe you you don't want to leave the new owner with various things or all types of stuff, right? The craziness that happens when you're going through a sale process. Like if that would have happened with the commanders is obviously who I'm referring to. If this kind of stuff was going on with the commanders, it would have been like, oh, there's ineptness of the previous ownership or they've got new ownership coming in, so they don't want to do this and all these various things. The problem I have with all of this is we haven't heard any smoke of new ownership with the Nats in forever. Like, this is something that might not change. Like, it's probably still going to be the learners team next year. It might be the learners team still in 2025. We don't know. We haven't heard any smoke on that. And so for this kind of stuff to be going on, it just doesn't make me feel good about the Nationals operation, which it hasn't always been great, but at least as of late, I mean, this has been a very positive year. Like when we've recorded podcasts, we've basically been praising this team all season long, despite the, some of the results on the field. We've been excited about the prospects. We've been excited about the front office. We've been excited about the managing. Basically, everything's been positive, And then all of this stuff comes out of left field and just completely destroys a lot of the good faith because 
ultimately what's happened on the field is nice, but if we can't have faith in the ownership group, we can't have faith that the general manager is going to be retained. We can't have faith that they're going to continue to invest in the resources necessary to create a winning baseball team. Well, then is this all for naught? Like this really sucks to be talking about this. Right. Yeah. It's really well said that, it, that, I mean, that was, that was strong. Yes. Everything you said, I'll, I'll co-sign. It's just to me, a stern reminder of how I felt this off season when it was obvious that there was no money being spent and you're going out and you're throwing 5 million at Candelario worked out beautifully. And you know, your big acquisition was a two-year deal for Trevor Williams or whatever. And you had this bad team on paper and you told your front office, make it better. If you can, don't worry about it though, as long as you don't spend any money. And it was just so deflating as a fan. And you're going, man, they didn't get this thing sold. Because of the mass and dispute, I don't know when they will. It seemed at that time, and still does this week, certainly, like ownership doesn't have a whole lot of interest in doing this the right way. I think Mark Lerner probably does, because I go back to seeing him in that video on draft night with Mike Rizzo knee to knee when he handed him the phone to talk to Dylan Cruz and Rizzo talking about driving down to Fredericksburg to see Cruz's debut. Like Mark Lerner is a big time fan, and he wouldn't be. Uh, you know, that, that invested in a round and, 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 and uh, present if he didn't care and want to do this. So I, I don't know if he's the only one in terms of the whole family or, or how this all works. But uh, this week has been a reminder that at the very highest level, this is still not good. And uh, that probably matters more than a lot of things. So that has been, to your point, a real dose of, of some cold water here, which is unfortunate. Uh, real quick on the baseball front. Before we get to our Jacob Young interview, and then we'll let you hear from Britt Giroli. Uh, one eye-opening answer. Did you hear Rizzo and Luis Garcia this week? I did, yes. This was a thing. So uh, Rizzo was asked about Luis Garcia in his interview with the Junkies on the fan. And I've got this quote here uh, about sending him down. And by the way, Garcia is being promoted and coming back up to start this weekend series. I believe he'll be in the big leagues come Friday. So we'll see him for the rest of the year, hopefully playing second base. But... This is what Rizzo said, why he got sent down. Quote, it was a preparation assignment. We wanted him to go down there and learn a routine, learn how to prepare for each and every game in the big leagues. He went down there and has really tightened up his time in the weight room, batting cage, video room. He's really gotten himself in great shape. He's lost several pounds, which was one of the things we wanted him to work on when we got him down there. We'll see him soon in the big leagues, playing second base every day. Uh, now, that comment was made on Wednesday. Uh, as I said, he's, according to the Post, being promoted today. Uh, he'll be in the major leagues on Friday. So he didn't. He wasn't kidding about that. But translation, he was not working like he's supposed to behind the scenes, right? Remember when I said that there were a lot of things that they were unhappy with, with Luis Garcia and his preparation and carrying things over and coaching? But he went into some detail saying he wasn't in the weight room like he needed to be in season. He was not going through the, the batting cage regiment that they wanted him to. He didn't study in the video room like he needed to. Uh, he was not in the shape that they were hoping he would be and even uh, said that he needed to lose weight, which you never really hear talked about and definitely not in season. So that is about as candid and uh, I don't know if I, I would say like uh, damaging, but it, it's as that. I mean, you want to talk about keeping it real as, as the kids say, keeping it a buck there. Rizzo basically said, we need to get Luis Garcia kicking the ass. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. that's what he was saying. So they sent him down. He hasn't hit a ton. It's not like he's raked or anything. But uh, the stuff that they needed him to fix, they care more about the process than the results. Perhaps all of those things are encouraging and looking up. So now we'll get another look at him. Still very young, right? He's only, I think he's 23. Uh, he's younger than Jacob Young, who we're about to have on the pod, who's 24. But, uh, man, how about that answer? Yeah, I mean, if it were results thing, I mean, there are plenty of guys on this team that haven't played well for stretches that didn't get sent down or have things happen. So it was clearly something else going on. And it's concerning because you know this had to be a thing that they addressed with him multiple times. I'd assume and you know, Davey calls him into his office and says, hey, you haven't been putting the work in. Maybe that's something he did in May. And then it was something that continued on and he talked about it in June. And, you know, we've talked about this with Garcia before, where at times it's, hey, they give him some coaching. It sticks for a day or two. And then the next thing you know, it's back to the same old Luis Garcia. And so hopefully this is something that sticks because it maybe just needed to be reminded, like you're not given a roster spot on the big league ball club you need to earn it every single day that means you need to continue to work you know there's some guys that are talented enough to get by on it you're not one of those guys pal like you've got to work at it and i think he can still be a very good big leaguer but if he's not going to be putting in the effort then it's concerning but i guess we'll get to see now if he's going to continue to do this we don't get to see the behind the scenes so we're going to have to go off the results but you know i guess we'll probably know whether it works or not, because if Garcia gets sent down again for something like this, then we'll know. Like, I think I think or he understands the message. On. You know, yeah. at some point he's not starting or, you know, they flip him, you know, they trade him, whatever. I mean, I ideally now he just becomes their second baseman and they, they figure this thing out moving forward. But you're right. Like he, he's given us the answer key on, on what they were frustrated about. 